Good morning, and welcome to Keys Vineyard Community Church on a lovely Sunday morning. We're so glad you're here and you've joined us today. Hopefully you have found everything you need to be comfortable. we got bagels and Pop-Tarts, and we're serving breakfast. There's hot coffee. we got hot cocoa and cappuccino out in the welcome foyer as well. Let me tell you what we are going to attempt to do today. We're going to worship God with one song. Then after that first song, we'll invite any kiddos who are here who'd like to come up to join us to learn a Bible verse. Once all the children have completely memorized that piece of scripture, we'll open up the Sunday school classrooms for all the kids. Then we'll sing three more songs of worship, take a five-minute break, and then we'll get into the Word of God. So that's what's coming up. And before all of that begins, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to gather here this morning and to fellowship with one another and to worship you. Lord God, would you please come and fill our hearts with your presence. Lord, open our hearts to receive your great and abundant love for us, God. Lord God, I would ask that you would bless all of those who are working with our children today. Lord, anoint them to show all the kiddos your wonderful love for them, O Lord. And Lord God, we join with the churches who are all over the world who are proclaiming your gospel with this collect. Almighty God, you taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant to us by the same Spirit to judge all things rightly and rejoice always in his holy comfort through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen and amen. Pastor Fran, would you please celebrate communion for us? On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, This is my body given for you. Take and eat in remembrance of me. St. Mary took the cup. It's the last night of the Passover celebration. Cups of plagues and sanctification important celebrated. Jesus took the third cup, the cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. There with his friends that night. Jesus gave us lasting ordinance for remembrance we call communion of the Lord's Supper. He said, from now on we get together and partake of this meal. I want you to remember me. So his friends gathered this morning. We too can partake in this meal. The bread and the cup, the body and blood of the Lord. We remember and give thanks. Remember all Jesus has said and done and promised to do. Remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. Want to remember how he died and rose again. Want to remember with all thanksgiving that he's coming back soon. So on this table, the elements communion, the bread and the cup, the body and blood of the Lord. Table's over this morning to all who believe. It says, we worship and you feel led by the Spirit. Go eat, drink, remember, and give thanks. Amen. Amen. We're going to worship the Lord in song. The words will pop up above me and on these side walls on the lower third part of the screen. Sing with us as we call upon the Lord. One, two, three.
all the kiddos come up and join Pastor Georgina to learn a Bible verse. All right. Good morning, boys and girls. Oh, a bunny. How cute. All right. Today's Bible verse is from Psalm 32, 7. And it talks about how God is our hiding place, that he will protect us from trouble and surround us with a song of deliverance. And you know who wrote this psalm? It was King David. And you see, he was troubled because he had sinned. He had done wrong against God. And he was like, he just didn't feel right until when? Until he confessed his sins to God. And then God became a hiding place from him, a place of safety, right? And he was forgiven for his sins, so that made him feel good. So I want you to always remember that, okay? Whenever we do wrong, we have to go to God, right? He's our hiding place. He will forgive us, right? Yes. All right. Very good. So let's stand up, please. And you guys can help me tell everyone else the Bible verse, okay? Ready? Can you say Psalm? Psalm. Very good. Can you say 37? 37. 37. You. You. Are. Are. My. My. Good job. Hiding place. Hiding place. Very good. Um, you. You. Will protect me. Protect me. Good job. From trouble. From trouble. Very good. And surround me. And surround me. With songs. With songs. Of Awesome. Well done, kids. We're going to make sure all the children receive a sticker because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And while we're doing that, we have two things we got to accomplish. The first of those being we have to sing happy birthday to a couple of folks. It is Mary's birthday, and it is also Jason's birthday, too. So uh, Mary and Jason, who were born around this time a few years ago. Wait, is there another birthday in the house, too? I, I have ears in, so I can't hear the name. Judy. Judy. Okay, so we have Mary, Jason, and Judy. Nice. All right, so let's sing them all. Happy birthday. Here we go. Happy birthday to Also, is it this is uh, Savannah or your mom? Kind of okay. And happy birthday to you. All right. Now, also, we wanted to show you guys a promo for our upcoming VBS kicking it. Old school, so I'm going to press a couple buttons here, and you guys are going to watch that uh, come on the screen. Thank you. 
so much fun. I can't wait. All right. You guys ready? So we're going to pray. Bow your heads and close your eyes. It's okay. Father in heaven, we are so grateful to you, Lord God, that whenever we do wrong, Lord God, we can run to you, Lord God, and ask forgiveness, Lord God, and you become our hiding place, our place of safety. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, the kids are going to have a great time at Sunday school. Our nursery for children two and under is through that door. And then uh, you'll turn right and left. It's right over there. We have a nursing mother's room available in the children's church foyer area. You can go in there and uh, take care of your little one and still watch the service quite comfortably. We have what we call the Jesus in Jeans room. That is a transitional room for children who have outgrown the nursery, but they're not quite ready yet for the Noah's Ark room. That's near the back. And that was uh, the microphone that just fell off the pulpit. That's very nice there. Yeah, let's, let's try to put it. There you go. Yeah, put blocks there. And they wonder why it doesn't work. So we have the <laughs> Jesus and Jeans room in the back. Is that a touchy subject? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have the Noah's Ark room for older pre-K kids through the first graders. That's back near the welcome foyer, uh, all the way at the end of that little hallway there. Second and third graders will head upstairs to the Moses room. Fourth and fifth graders will head upstairs to the Jonah room. And one more youth for middle schoolers and high schoolers. You guys are going to stick around for worship. Then after, dur- after worship, during the five-minute break, you'll head upstairs to the arcade with Miss Alicia today. So that's where all the kids are going. If this is your first time here, I want to make sure that you hear this. Welcome. We're so glad that you joined us today. On your way in, you should have received a bulletin from one of our greeters. And inside that bulletin, towards the right, you'll see the visitor information sheet. We'd love to get to know you a little better. So if you could, please fill that out for us and then tear that off and put that in one of these two boxes after the worship. On the flip side of that tear-off sheet, there's two sections that are for everyone. The top is for prayer requests. If there's anything on your heart you could use some extra prayer for, please write it there and then put that in one of these boxes after the worship. Underneath that is the sign me up section. We have a lot of cool RH events here at the Vineyard. So if you can help us out with any of those, please check some of those boxes. Write your name on the page. uh, Be with us at the event and we'll consider you part of the team. We're going to enter back into worship now. And it's such a privilege to sing our prayers and our thanks and our appreciation to God each week. These songs are the flower and the fragrance of lives that are living in gratefulness to God in every moment. Let's offer that fragrance of thanks now to God and allow these songs to strengthen us to lead thankful lives. You are making us new, Lord.
There's a grace when the heart is under fire. Another way when the walls are closing in. And when I look at the space between where I used to be and this reckoning, I know I will never be alone. There was another in the fire. Standing next to me, there was another in the waters, holding back the seas. And should I ever need reminding of 
how I've been set free. There is a cross that bears the burden where another died for me. There is another in the fire. All my dead left for dead beneath the waters. I'm no longer a slave to my sin anymore. And should I fall in the space between what remains of me and this reckoning? Either way, I won't bow to the things of this world. I know I will never be alone. There is another in the fire standing next to me. There is another in the water holding back the seas. Should I ever need reminding what power set me free? There is a grave that holds nobody. Now the power lives in me, there is another in the fire, oh, there is another in the fire, oh, there is another in the fire, oh, there is still is and will be through it all. So come what may in the space between all the things unseen and this reckoning. I know I will never be alone. I know. I know I will never be Joy come every battle Cause I know that's where 
so so thankful for this time of worship in your presence and here in his presence would you please stand with me as i pray for our offering dear heavenly father we thank you so much for this opportunity to give back to you just a small portion of all that you've given us lord god i would ask that you would bless this our tithe our gift our offering bless it and bless it abundantly so that this church has every resource and every provision it needs to fulfill the mission that you've called us to Lord God, I would also ask that you would bless the givers. Lord, we know you love a heart that gives cheerfully, not under shame or compulsion or guilt, but one that gives out of joy. Lord, bless the joyful givers this morning. We love you and we thank you. And it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. And amen. Once you come now, present your tithe, your gift, your offering to the Lord. The offering boxes are up front here on the altar on either side of the pulpit. We're going to take a short break now, so say hello, meet some new people, make sure everyone feels welcome, fresh in your coffees. Social media stuff is hashtag Keith's Vineyard. We'll see you in about five minutes.
Good morning. Welcome to the Vineyard. We're very glad you're with us on a very warm Sunday morning, but we got to cool off in here, so we're happy about that. I uh, hope you're comfortable and enjoying yourself. These um, Also, welcome everybody online. If you're, uh, if you're watching, we've got a bunch of you online right now, so thanks for joining with us. Uh, a few announcements before we get going. So we started these new uh, dance classes for the, for the children, girls, uh, showed up uh, last uh, Thursday and it went really well. There was a lot of them, so we're going to actually split them up a little bit. So this coming Thursday at 5.30, it's going to be the three to five-year-olds and then six o'clock for the rest of them. Um, and they're, they're running from you know, that age up into the teenage years. Uh, if if you know any kids that are interested, that's free, okay? And it's on Thursday evenings right now. We may add a day after VBS, but uh, Thursday evenings, 5.30 for the little ones, 6 o'clock for the other ones. Beth is leading that. She's doing a great job. Thank you so much. Uh, my granddaughters loved it. So it's all free if you know any, you know any kids that would like to come. That's on Thursday. Speaking of children, our vacation Bible school is coming up a week from tomorrow. Uh, that's a big deal for us. Every year we go all out for VBS and uh, if you know of children age 3 through 11, they need to get registered on the website. And um, we have a bunch already registered. It's going to be a great turnout. So get them coming. That's all free as well. We need volunteers throughout the week. So if you can come and help, it's Monday through Friday from uh, 9 to 12. If you could help you know, every day, that would be awesome. But we'll take whatever days you can give us, if you can give us. And also, if you can't do that, we, we need to put together some uh, Rice Krispie treats. So we, we made some kits back there. Lori did. And if you could take one of these kits, if you're willing, and sometime between now and a week from tomorrow, we don't want them back tomorrow, we want them a week from tomorrow, make these Rice Krispie treats. I'm pretty sure that they were telling me they need to be round. They need to be in the shape of a globe or the earth or something, but that's what they told me. So uh, I think it'll probably be part of the missions thing or something. I'm not sure why, but round Rice Krispie treats. So we have all the stuff for you. You just need to take it and make it and bring it back. And, uh, of course, none of you would eat any of those, I'm sure, after you made them. So we're sending out extras just in case. <laughs> but if you can help, see Lori, she's back there. Take a kit home, make them up for us, and we need them a week from Monday. And let's see, what else do we have going on? Um, Freedom for Life meets Tuesdays at 5.30. The men's group meets Mondays at 6.30. Single and Parenting, that's a great group. They meet Tuesday evenings at 6.30. If you know anybody in that circumstance, let them know, and they can come, and there's a great support group for them here. Uh, Dr. Lily leads that I did that one I did that one good Father's Day is coming up and uh, we want you to invite people to come to Father's Day so all the guys that come are going to get a a nice little uh, koozie thing to keep their canned beverages cold and uh, so everybody will get that on the way and all the guys and then we're also um, we're going to we're going to give away five $100 Home Depot cards and all they need to do is guys just need to show up to get in the running for that and then we'll stick all the names in a hat and we'll pull them out after we've done all four services so um, we, we were trying to think about what would be the best Father's Day gift that we could give and we, we sort of thought who doesn't like to wander around Home Depot with some cash that you've just found and, uh, and buy stuff it's a very man thing uh, uh, uh. so you can work out your tool time guy, but you have to show up to make that happen, all right? So if you know anybody, invite them to come. It'll be great. Free, you know, breakfast and lunch and dinner, or not dinner, but everything else. Okay. So I did all that. Um, yeah, okay, great. So um, Alice and I, we're, we're actually, we're blessed today. We're going to go, and we've, we already did it one, one of the classrooms. We're going to go into all the little kids' classrooms today, and we're spending a little time with them. We have great kids here, and I don't get to spend much time with them. So we're going to go and do that today. And you're in for a treat. Pastor Billy is going to come, and he's going to share with you today. Uh, if you've never heard Pastor Billy preach, you're going to be blessed. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a... 
Yeah. Pastor, Pastor Billy has been in the ministry, Pastor Billy and Andrea, as long as Alice and I have. We're blessed that they're with us now. They pastored forever out in Texas, and uh, God's mercy brought them here. And we've got them back with us a couple of times a month, and, and uh, he, he does a great job, so it's great for us to have them here. And so, uh, that's a, you know, Billy, I'm not going to do any more. All right, you ready? I'm good. Give him heaven. Amen. So just want to let you know we had to expand that dance class because Steve is leading the dance class, and so... <laughs> Actually, no one would come. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Wow. No, I'm kidding. That was horrible, right? I want to see you dance sometime, Steve. Okay. You, just... Oh, no. <laughs> Alice, no, you don't. No, you don't. It's great to be here. Hey, listen, I read a study recently, and it said that um, women who carry a few extra pounds live longer than the men that tell them. So just to... <laughs> Just want to let you know, guys, Father's Day is coming up, and you got to be careful with that. Um, i got a couple of uh, little announcements I want to read. These are from church bulletins. These are actual, <laughs> these were actual things in a church bulletin. So when you open the church bulletin, you know, these were announcements that were in there like Steve was reading them. Uh, here's one. Ladies, don't forget the rummage sale. It's a great way to get rid of things not wanted around the house. Bring your husbands. <laughs> Actually, in the church bulletin. <laughs> Don't let worry kill you off. Let the church help. <laughs> Here's another one. Um, for, those of you who have ch- for those of you that have children and don't know it, we have, a, we have a nursery downstairs. I really, I blew that one. All right. Sermon topic tonight. What is hell? Come early and listen to the choir practice. <laughs> These are really interesting bulletins. Uh, this one, last one. This afternoon, there will be a meeting in the north and south ends of the church. Children will be baptized in both ends. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Listen, um, Steve mentioned that, uh, you know, Angie and I were pastoring in San... We were actually in San Antonio, Texas. For a number of years, we did ministry and stuff, and it was a, a, a wonderful occasion, and we were so blessed to be able to do that. One of the things we used to do at our church when we were pastoring there is I would have what we called weekend intensives. And in these weekend intensives, we would take a topic like financial freedom or maybe marriage and family or, or something like that, and we would have a Friday night where we had a couple of sessions and all day Saturday morning, and we would end at lunch and everybody would go on home. And we found out as we did these, we did these once a quarter for years and years and years. And we found out when we did this, the most attended intensive that we could ever do. Matter of fact, I remember one of the first times the seasons we started doing this, we were in a smaller auditorium that sat about 200. And in that weekend, we sat every, it was just packed and people were out in the foyer just listening as it, and it was amazing to me that this topic attracted the most people. It was always the topic on inner healing and emotional health, inner healing and emotional health. It's the topic that attracted the most people. We could go around this room right now and many of us could give testimonies of things that have happened to our life or are happening to our life. Things that we're fearful of happening in the future to our life. 
Some of us come in these uh, these sessions or these gatherings for church and we come to Sunday morning or Saturday night and we do it weekend after weekend after weekend and we're struggling on the inside because we have such emotional turmoil but maybe we're afraid to be vulnerable and talk about it. We're afraid to take off the mask and really tell people what's going on inside. Listen, I know what I know what that feels like. I remember about some of you might be able to relate to this but about I don't know, 10 years ago or so, we had the empty nest thing happening. We had a lot of ministry going on. We were traveling a lot. And um, I had looked at my life. It was about that 50 mark, you know, and you start looking at your life and looking back and saying, what have I accomplished? And then when you look at what you've accomplished, you know, others may say, well, you know, you've done this and this and this and this. But to you, it was like I hadn't done everything I thought I would do by that time frame. And for some reason, because of some other outside voices, too, that were speaking to me, I went into a depression. I didn't know it was depression at the time. I was still preaching. We were still singing. We were still leading ministries we had raised up. And I knew that something was wrong because we've always been best friends. But in that moment, there was like even tension here that's never been there. And we were like, what's going on? I was really hurting. I remember a time when we were jogging. We're joggers. I know I don't look like it, but I do jog. Um, We're joggers. So we were out jogging. And I don't remember, you know, which mile we were on or something, but we kind of took a break and we were just kind of talking and sharing a bit. And Angie, I know that she, it had taken a lot of courage, I think, for her to bring this up. And she had probably thought about it a long time looking for that exact moment. But she looked at me knowing what I was going through inside. And she said, you know what, maybe you need to go see a therapist, a Christian counselor or something. That honestly, guys, I'll just be frank, that offended me. The reason it offended me is because of my pride, because I'm a pastor and I had been pastoring people for years and years and years, and I counseled people for years. And there, you know, I was the therapist people came to, and I thought, what is a therapist going to tell me that I don't already know? Do you hear the pride in that? But what happened is when she said that, I got so offended at it, I took off running. I literally did. I started sprinting away from her. I left her there on that corner. Her heart was broken. My heart was just breaking. And I remember running as fast as I could. I didn't even know where I was going to run. I ended up going home. But it was one of those moments. Now, the story ends well, but I'll just stop there for a second. I just wanted to tell you that because I know what it feels like to have that emotional turmoil, whether it's anger, whether it's depression, whether it's unforgiveness, whether it's worry, whether it's fear, whatever it might be that's hitting you. Now, that being said, let me illustrate something for you. This is one of those pill boxes you can get at CVS or Walgreens or any grocery store. A pill box like this, it has the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday on it. And you know, you put some of you have these. Um, about, bless you, about, <laughs> about 40, when I was about 40 or so, the doctor told me, Hey, you've got hypertension and we need to be watching it. And so we started watching it. And after a few years, uh, the doctor said, you know, we really probably need to put you on something just to be safe. So they put me on blood pressure medication. So I've been on it for years now. Listen, what I do to help me, especially when we travel, like we do, I put the pills in here. So I know, you know, I've got to take them every day. Cause if I don't put them in here, I, I, I sometimes forget to take them. I will tell you this. If I take my blood pressure medication, guess what happens to my blood pressure? I'm okay. If I don't take my blood pressure medication, guess what happens to my blood pressure? It goes up a little. And listen, I could have gone into the doctor's office and I could have taken a notepad or maybe a bulletin and I could have taken notes on what he told me about my blood pressure, but never taken the pill. And if I didn't take the pill, the notes wouldn't have helped me. So what I'm going to tell you this morning, I'm going to give you some stuff to put on your notes. But if you take those notes home and don't do anything with the prescription, it's not going to help you. You follow what I'm saying here? 
So I, the only reason I say that I kind of push a little bit is because I love you and I know the difference that this will make in your life. If you actually take this and you will take the spiritual pill God's going to give us, it'll make a difference in your life and transform and recalibrate something on the inside that'll make a difference for you because I've seen the difference that it's made for me and I've seen the difference it's made for her. So God's going to give us a prescription this morning. He's going to give us a tool, if you will, to help our emotional health. Turn to your neighbor and say, oh, this is going to be good. (laughs) You're like, I'm not sure yet, but I went ahead and said it anyway. All right. We're going to read some scriptures together. You ready? Psalm 27. Psalm 27 is the first one we're going to read. Verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? When evildoers come against me to devour my flesh, my adversaries, my enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp me, a camp against me, my heart will not what? It will not, everybody say fear. It will not fear. Though war rise against me, in spite of all of this, I will be confident. And then King David writes this as a song that he wrote. He says this, one thing I've asked of the Lord. That word for asked in Hebrew means to beg, to seek, to desire. There's only one thing I've asked of the Lord that I shall seek. That I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. That doesn't mean come to church. That means be in God's presence. There's one thing I've asked of God, David said, that I would dwell in his presence all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to what? What does it say up there? And to meditate. Everyone say meditate. Meditate in his temple. I want you to look at Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1. Here's what it says. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. For his delight will be in the law of the Lord and in his law. Now, listen, when David says in his law in that day, that was their Bible. okay? so it was the Torah. It was the word, the law of Moses. That was their Bible of the day. So he says in his law, he shall what meditate. How often? Day and night. He shall meditate day and night on the Bible. Blessed is the man who meditates on the Bible day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. Now go to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Let me get over there. Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to give you some context, and then we'll dive into it just a bit. In Joshua chapter 1, we have Joshua who's taking over for Moses. Moses led the people of Israel out of Egypt. They went through the Red Sea. They went through that whole thing. Now Joshua's taken over because Moses is dead. Joshua's standing with the nation there at the Jordan River. If you remember the Jordan River part, they go across, and then they fight a battle. They come to this big city, walled-up city with high walls. Does anybody remember the name of that city? It was Jericho. They're going to fight Jericho. But in this time, God is giving Joshua his marching orders. And he says this three times in the first like eight verses. He says, Joshua, I want you to be strong and courageous. I want you to be very strong and courageous. I want you to be strong and I want you to be courageous. He says that over and over again to Joshua. Why would he say to Joshua three times in eight verses, I want you to be strong and courageous? It must be that Joshua was being fearful, right? So we've got a guy who's struggling emotionally on the inside. There's turmoil inside. There's something going on. Worry, fretting, fear, anything like that. 
Joshua's struggling with it. God says, I want you to be strong and courageous. Well, what does he tell him to do? By the way, he says, if you will do what I'm going to tell you to do, you will be successful and you will be prosperous. I want you to look at verse 8 with me. Let's read that. Verse 8. This book of the law. Now, remember, the book of the law for them was their Bible. So when we look at this, it's our Bible, okay? This book of the law or this Bible, this word, the word of God. And Pastor Steve has been preaching a series for weeks, exhorting us to get into the word and enjoy the word and discover the word of God. So he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your what? From your mouth. But you shall what? Meditate on it day and night to do according to all that is written in it. That you may wake you, make your way prosperous and you will find success. Now listen, the scripture is very clear that prosperity and, se- and success can be ours. But here's the key. We can't let Wall Street define what prosperity is for the Christian. Because God's target is not on the outside. God's target for our prosperity is on the inside. He wants us to be emotionally healthy and strong and fervent and excited. He wants us to be like Bill Gates, as wealthy as Bill Gates is on the outside. He wants us to be that wealthy on the inside. Does that make sense to you? This is where the success is. This is where the prosperity is. And we should be so encouraged that like Bill Gates has too much money, he can't even give enough away, you know. We ought to be so full of encouragement that we can't give it all away. Because we're just so full of what God has said to us and the encouragement. And by the way, if you're wondering, well, you just said God says what God, God doesn't speak to me, Billy. How do you, how do you hear God's voice? I, I want to know what God is saying. The best way to know what God is saying is to know what God has said. You follow this? Okay, so watch. He says, I want you to meditate on it day and night. So in your notes, what is the exhortation found in each of the above passages? You saw the theme. It is meditation. Did you get that? Meditation, meditation. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to look at this because I want to talk to you a little bit about meditation. And I want you to, there's a word study I did out of Dick Mills. I'm going to have definition up there, but I'm going to give you some more than the definition than what's up there. Um, now, in this, this definition, West, I want you to get this, it's in your notes as well, but Western, Western meditation is really pretty much intellectual. Eastern meditation is where you empty yourself, but biblical meditation is neither of those two. It's something completely different, okay? Now, this is the definition that you can get from that word in Hebrew, meditation. One of the words in Hebrew for meditation, the one mentioned in Joshua 1. Listen to this. It means to moan. It means to mutter. And remember, God told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your what? From your mouth. So it means to moan, to mutter, to growl, to coo, to sigh, to roar. The roaring is really the picture of a lion standing over its prey. And not this big, gigantic roar, but kind of a... Now, it doesn't mean that you get the Bible and stand on it and go... That's not what we're talking about. But that's kind of the idea right there. Or to whisper... Dick Mills says this, it means to reflect, to ponder, to contemplate something as to repeat the words. It's unlike the English definition, what means just to, to kind of um, um, contemplate or a mental exercise. In Hebrew thought, it means to quietly repeat in a droning sound while utterly abandoning outside distractions. So let me tell you this. 
I'm going to give you four points real quick about biblical meditation. And I hope this encourages you. But in saying that, I want you to remember taking these notes down and taking them home without taking the spiritual pill is not going to do us any good. It's got to become a discipline. I believe that one of the most neglected disciplines in the life of Christians today is biblical meditation because it takes discipline. It's the truth. So here's what we're going to do, okay? I'm going to give you four points about biblical meditation. You're going to write these in your notes, and you're going to go home and put them in your pill bottle, and then you're going to take this pill when you get home, okay? Here we go. The first one is this. Memorize. Memorize it. And you might say, oh my goodness, I'm horrible at that. Welcome to my boat. I'm horrible at it. I will tell you a story real quick. Uh, Back in the day, we had been married maybe six years, so years and years and years ago. I was probably 28 years old, 29 years old. I was at a church in San Antonio, Texas, Sherry Hills Baptist Church. I was the youth pastor at the church, and the pastor's name was Patrick McCurdy, good friend of mine. Patrick gathered the staff together, and he said, guys, we had about 12 guys and girls in the room. He said, guys, listen, here's what I want you to do. We're going to start as a staff. We had a weekly staff meeting. He said, we're going to start memorizing chapters of the Bible together. I almost swallowed my tongue. But chapters of the Bible, I mean, I know, uh, you know, for God so loved the world, the gave his only got son, you know, I know those kind of things, but a chapter, that's a little intimidating. And not only that, but at our staff meetings, we were going to go around the circle and we were going to all be accountable every week as we said, okay, Billy, your turn. I, 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 you know, that kind of a thing. I'm not really good at it. Angie's really good at it. I'm not good at it. And so we started doing it. But one thing he said is we're not going to do it like we're not going to do five verses a week. We're going to do like a verse, maybe a week or two. We're going to really take our time, get it inside of us and let this verse move the 16 inches from here to here. And I thought, okay, well, maybe I can do that. So we started doing it and we did Romans chapter six. I'll never forget. It's the first chapter I ever memorized. Romans chapter 6, what should we say then? Shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? May it never be. How can we who died to sin still live in it? When I got to that verse, how can we who died to sin still live in it? It began to transform my life. I began to meditate on it. I would wake up in the night and I would think about that verse and I would go, how can I who say that I've died to sin in Christ, how can I still be living in it? It began to transform me so much so that when we got through memorizing that chapter, I went to Patrick, my pastor, I said, Patrick, Listen, my life is transformed by this chapter and I asked him to rebaptize me. So I got rebaptized like at 28 years old because it made such a difference in my life to put the word of God inside of here instead of just inside of here. Huge difference in my life. Now, guys, I want to ask you a question. How many of you like me? Have ever had a time in your life where you're so worried about something, so burdened about something, so fretting about something, so fearful about something, just, and it goes on and on and on in your mind and on in your mind and on in your mind and you wake up at night and it keeps you up all night long as you worry and think and ponder and scheme and plan. Anybody else have those experiences at night? Raise your hand. Good. Hands all over the place. So this is what we know. One thing we know is we know that we know how to meditate. We just have to change the subject matter. Right? So what happens is when you start getting the word of God and you plan something and you put it in your mind and your heart and those things start happening at night, at two in the morning, at three in the morning, at four in the morning, you stop it and you start saying the Lord, um, one thing I've desired of the Lord that I would, uh, that I would dwell in this house forever and I would behold your beauty. God, tonight I want to behold your beauty. So the first thing you do is memorize it. Here's the second thing you do. The second thing you do is you pray it, which I just did. You start making what you're memorizing and turning it into a prayer. So you start 
start praying it, God, I want to behold your beauty. I want to meditate in your temple. God, I want to see new facets of who you are. I want to see you in a way I've never seen you today. God, I pray that you would reveal yourself. I want to behold your beauty. So you start praying the word back to God. Does that make sense? Here's the third thing you're going to write in your notes. And you're going to take home and you're going to take and swallow. The next thing is sing it. I know this is going to sound crazy, but sing it. Why sing it? Because music touches us somewhere the spoken word doesn't. And so you say, well, I don't know a song that goes to that verse. Make it up. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Billy, I can't sing. I didn't say you had to be good at it. Just do it. The Lord is my Lord and my Just sing. Do something. And it starts to get inside of you. And you'll find out that you'll come up with a melody for a verse. And all of a sudden it's sticking and sticking and sticking. And you're just going over it. And it's like, hey, you know, and you've got something now. And now the word of God is in you. And you probably will never forget that song. So first thing you do, what do you do? Memorize it. Next thing you do is what? Pray it. Next thing you do is what? Here's the fourth thing you do. You're going to use it or share it. You're going to share it. What does that mean? Once you get it inside of you and once it's inside of here, then you run across somebody at work the next day. You go to work on Monday and something's happening inside of you and you see someone struggling and you say to them, and listen, you know, for whatever it's worth, I've been, I've got a verse that, from the Bible that's ringing true in my life all the time and I just want to share it with you. You know, and you begin to share that verse with them. One of the things that I love is Angie has this thing she calls mirror medit, my wife Angie right here. She has mirror meditations. And what she does is she writes on a piece of paper a scripture and she'll get one of those little suction cup things with the hook on it and she'll put it on our mirror in the master bath. So we'll get up in the morning and I'll go in there and I go, oh, it's time for a new mirror meditation. And she puts it right there. And for months, we'll leave it there. And that verse stays on us. Matter of fact, just to let you know, we've been married 38 years this July. Thank you very much. But I will say this. We have we started about 25 years ago memorizing chapters together. She is far better at it than I am, but she's so patient with me. But I cannot tell you the wonder that it's done for our marriage to memorize a chapter together, to share it together, to pray together, to pray it over our kids together. It's, it's absolutely transformed us and sustained us. So, so you start sharing it with people. Angie got that. She wrote those uh, just recently. She wrote some mirror meditations down. She went and bought a bunch of those cheap little suction cup things. And she mailed them to our daughter. She mailed it to our daughter-in-law. She mailed it to some friends and said, here's a mirror meditation. She shared what God was doing in her life. Does that make sense? So watch this, guys. Without a doubt, there's some of you in this room that are dealing with something inside. There, there's without a doubt. There's some of you that lost sleep last night. There's some of you that haven't slept for days. There's some of you that are tormented with dreams. There's some of you that can't even walk through a day without feeling like life's going to fall apart. I know what that feels like. Matter of fact, it was memorizing scripture. One of the things that got me out of the depression, I went and went to a therapist just in that story because you're like, what happened to you? At the end, I did go to a therapist, a Christian therapist. They helped me. This person helped me so much. But it was one of the things that helped too was the scripture I had in my heart that I could claim and hold on to and repeat and remind myself of God's goodness. So listen, if you're here this morning and you say, Billy, listen, I'm really struggling. I could, if I could be honest, I would say I'm really struggling today. Take this home, go somewhere quiet. You say, well, I don't know where to start. What, what Bible verse should I start with? 
Start with Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Start there. And then make it a prayer. Lord, you're my light. You're my salvation. Then make it a song. Thank you for being my light and my salvation. And then tell someone, you know, he's your light and your salvation. Let's pray. Father, I pray that this word would sink into the soil of our soul and that you would water it and that it would bring forth fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus, today's your day. It's the most amazing thing that can happen to you. We're going to have some prayer partners that are going to stand on this wall. You can make your way to them and they will pray with you. If you need some encouragement, go see them. They'll encourage you. They'll pray with you. They'll listen to you and and just pray over you and pray with you. Whatever your need might be, they're there for you. Um, And so here's what I want us to do. I want us to sing the doxology. I've been in this church, I can't tell you how many years now, seven or eight years, and I still, I'm so uh, spontaneous in what I do to actually stay in a script. It's hard for me, so here we go. So let's sing. Um, Praise God from whom all. Amen. I'm going to let Pastor Steve come bless you. I will mess it up. Thank you, Billy. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Remember, be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we can get one lost child back to death. Prayer will be over there. Food will be in the back. Lord, thank you for that food. Everybody makes it happen. And that ought to do it. If you're leaving, remember to be kind to one another in the parking lot. Have a great day. Catch some fish. Hope your team wins. See you later. Bye. Thanks for watching this broadcast from Keys Vineyard Community Church in Big Pine Key, Florida. Be sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.